You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode two of the Lightwalker's Path, and today we're going to talk about courage. So it seems to be this thing that people believe you either have or you don't have. And like many things in life, that is absolutely not true. Courage is a muscle that you can slowly build up and flex over time, but it's one that we are often conditioned out of because when we are living life courageously, we're challenging the status quo, we are pushing limits, we are pushing people because oftentimes when we are living in our courage, it's often very triggering for the people around us who are used to doing things in a more fear-driven way and um, it disrupts the status quo. Now, that's not to say don't do it. I'm actually a firm believer in working with courage, but there, uh, it does rock the boat and it does kind of disrupt things. So like everything in life, when we're talking about walking any sort of spiritual path, you are 100% entitled to choose what it is that you want to do and to do things differently if the way you were doing them doesn't work for you. However, the people that are around you have 100% the absolute same right to feel what they feel about that. And sometimes it's not good. So that is sort of my little, um, my courage caveat. So whenever you're living it and whenever you're changing into living it, particularly if you're someone who has been a chronic people pleaser and you have decided to start stepping up, setting boundaries and saying no with your most courageous and least shaky voice possible, then do know that the people around you are going to feel that because they're used to engaging with you in a completely different way. So how do you cultivate courage? If it's not something that you either have or don't have, then what is it that you do to um, awaken more of it if you've found that you haven't been living the most courageous life and you would like to? I have several strategies and things that I do. Um, I certainly was someone who was very courageous so long as I didn't have to think about it. If I just acted before I put too much thought, I couldn't really psych myself out. However, Um, That hasn't always served me either. There have definitely been times where I have gotten myself into some pretty risky situations that I have been very lucky, lucky to come out the other side of. So what I do now when I'm working with people around courage or particularly when I feel myself sort of shrinking and not showing up for myself or certainly in my business, then I start to evaluate, okay, what are the tools that I have at my disposal that are going to help me to flex my courage muscle because I know that it can atrophy like any other muscle and the more I use it, the stronger it gets. So I want to share with you today some of the things that I do and of course I would absolutely love to hear what it is that you do to cultivate courage when you're not feeling your most ferocious self. So if you're a member of the Lightwalker's Path, I would absolutely love for you to jump in the group and share your thoughts on courage and what you do to cultivate it. And if you're not a member, then please hop into the Facebook space and join us there because that is a community that will love you and support you and help you to grow and to um, be a safe space that you can work through all these ideas around courage. 
Okay, so uh, number one, there is an angel that I absolutely love working with around courage. And if you find that you want to work with angels and you can't remember which archangel is for what, you can just set out a general kind of call for help uh, of the angelic support by saying thank you angels for helping me to cultivate courage. However, if you're taking notes, uh, I highly encourage that you work with Archangel Ariel. So I feel Ariel right in my gut. Whenever I call on her, she has this beautiful, fiery, glowy kind of energy and she feels hot and spicy and just like really embodied. There is nothing that holds back. So if you were to imagine... I mean, even a Beyonce in angel form, that's kind of more the vibe you'll get with Ariel. And um, she, the reason I feel her in my gut in particular is because she's really tied to the solar plexus chakra. She emanates there and that is the home of our own personal courage and confidence. And so oftentimes um, when I have to do something that I know is in my greater good, but the smaller shadowier parts are trying to hold me back from doing then I can sit down and pray and call on her for help. And I'll say something like, you know, thank you, Archangel Ariel, for showing up for me today, for helping me to remember the wisdom and the courage within my heart so that I may live it in the most embodied way possible. I also do a lot of work um, with crystal energy. I find that it's a nice, um, gentle way of being able to bring some sort of etheric supports into my everyday life and the sneakiest way that I do that particularly when I was working in a corporate job is I would do it in jewelry and so the stones that I really really love to work with with courage is um, citrine in particular and anything kind of yellow again it's those solar plexus chakra stones however there is something extra powerful and extra supportive about citrine that I find really amplifies um, courage so if you have even just like a little glimmer of it like if you've been shrinking and shrinking and shrinking over time and there's just this bare little like flicker of courage within your gut you can use a stone like citrine to really amp it up into something that is louder and stronger and that you can start to live uh, with a little bit more clarity and I guess from a more let's call it tactical kind of place there's a wonderful way of working with courage and that's just sort of dissect it and ask yourself what it is you're actually afraid of and I like to do this with automatic writing almost to kind of take a moment to really breathe almost meditate a little bit to be really centered and grounded and then I literally will ask at the top of the page I'll write down what am I afraid of and then I'll jot down anything that comes to mind and then after my hand stops writing I'll say what else and until the what else is stop actually producing answers I'll just keep asking what else what else at the end of every time my hand stops writing and if it's been a period where I've been feeling really stagnant on the growth front and I haven't really been feeling um, super courageous and I notice that I'm holding back and I'm not speaking up or speaking my truth, then um, I'll actually do this exact same exercise. But first thing in the morning when I first wake up, so your eyes are open, you're kind of like, eh, OK, I haven't had any coffee, brain's not fully online, grab the journal. And the reason for this is that when we're in that state where we're transitioning into the awake world, and I mean awake as in 
conscious on mentally online, I don't mean awake as in like awakening or spiritual. I'm saying when we are physically out of our dream state. In that in-between zone, the subconscious is actually still very close to the surface. So when we ask it, what am I afraid of? Or what's the worst that could happen? Um, then we're able to get to deeper levels of our truth that we might not have access to when we're fully awake. And the thing that's really beautiful about this is when we can see all these worst case scenarios on paper, we can actually see how much, um, how ridiculous they are, frankly, and how unlikely they are in most cases. And then we can ask ourselves two other questions. One is what is the worst that can happen if I don't do this thing that is scaring me, but that I know is in my, my highest good? and get all of that out. And then the other question is, what is the best that could happen? And I like ending on that question because it is a higher note and you get to really dream big and get excited about this thing that was otherwise kind of daunting. And so we have these exercises where we get to really dig into these parts of ourselves that are holding back and we can examine them for what they are and for why they are. And when we see this, it becomes a lot easier to call our fear out whenever it tries to stop us from being courageous. And when you get into the root of what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it and the truth of that, so not just some generic answer, like if we look at a lot of coaches, they'll say, well, I want to, um, I want to support other people. That's a surface answer. If it's, um, I want to support other people Um, who went through what I went through so they don't have to suffer in the way that I did. Like that's getting closer. But if you get really raw and real, and if I like, if I look at my own story, um, it is, I want my pain to have meant something. Like I don't want to think that I suffered in vain. And that's why I do some of what I do. That is getting truer. And those are the things that can help me to propel my work forward. Because anytime that I'm like, I'm really tired or I'm really anxious or I come up with all these excuses for, um, or I'm really busy. That's probably my best excuse for all these ways that I don't want to really show up for myself and for my people. I can sit down and say, okay, but I don't want my suffering to have been for nothing. And I know that if I can get out there and share the things that I've learned along the way, I can do something good with the things that I have experienced in this life. And that's the kind of thing that can kind of get me over the hump sometimes. So I've heard people say, make your why greater than your fear. And, and there is some, some real truth in that. But it's really getting true about the why in the first place. Otherwise, it's just kind of doing it for the sake of it. And when your heart isn't fully in it, when your heart knows that you're only partway to the truth or when you're still kind of lying to yourself because the actual truth is a bit uncomfortable, um, it, it's only half invested. And when we're talking about courage and cultivating courage and doing something that we're really afraid of, then we need our whole heart on board. We need to fully buy into it. And just another little note about that. There is no such thing as fearlessness. Everybody is fear is has fear in them to some degree. Fear is a truth teller. It's what shows you what still needs to heal. It's asking you for what, you know, what additional support you need. We're hardwired for it. It's in our DNA. It's literally our primal instinct to do or not do things. 
And where we have to really examine it is when um, we find that it's not doing things like protecting us from being eaten by a lion and it's doing things like preventing us from leaving the house. So um, if you feel like you're like you're like you're experiencing fear, like absolutely you will. It's completely normal. And anyone who tells you otherwise is probably lying. The catch is you you see the fear and you say, what am I going to do with this? Do I want to leave fear in the driver's seat where I don't even get to be, you know, navigating my life? Or do I say, hey, fear, get in the back seat. Let me know what's up every so often. And certainly if like someone's about to T-bone me, then say something. But otherwise, you could hang out in the back seat and you don't actually get to dictate where we're going today. You know, they can bring the snacks for the road trip, but they're not actually getting to hold the map or dictate what route you take. So those are my thoughts for you today around cultivating courage and a couple of little nuggets around uh, things that I like to do to be able to flex that muscle more. And just a little reminder, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. Yes, you're going to have your shadow side that will get a little bit more tricky in its strategies to keep you out of flexing your courage muscle. But as you get stronger, you also get a little bit more discerning. So you get to see the tricks for what they are. You get to see the truth in them. And you start to be able to calibrate and work with your fear so that you can step up and show up when you need to in the way that you need to, in the way that feels really good and really aligned to your purpose. So that is the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And again, if you're not already a member of the Lightwalkers Path Facebook group, we would love to have you in there. We will see you there and we will see you next time.